Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 26 of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. So today I talk Tantra with Brendan Durrell, also known as the Inner Light Warrior. He is a speaker and thought leader in the spiritual space. In this episode, Brendan and I chat about what Tantra means to us, specifically the potential to live in such an expansive state that you feel turned on by life in every moment, not just the sexual ones. Brendan and I chat about various modalities and tools that help you remember this potential, such as breathwork, community, energetic orgasm, cacao, and much more. So welcome to the podcast, Brendan. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about your journey with sacred intimacy? Beautiful. So for me, um, uh, my first introduction to anything that was other than fluid-based sexuality was um, I was at Burning Man. And um, that's how all great stories start. I was at Burning Man. I was at Burning Man and one of my close brothers was leading a breathwork session. And I remember I was on the floor um, with like dusty rugs in this like built up dome. And I was just going at it, breathing, breathing, in and out, in and out, and just dust everywhere. And then I just hit this point where I just felt like my body stopped while I was breathing in stillness. And then I just felt this huge rush come up from my feet all the way to like my eyebrows. And then it went back down. And then I just felt like I started like almost peeing on myself. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this? And then like, I was sitting there shaking. And then like, when it was over and done, like I went up to my boy, I was like, bro, um, I think I, I think I ejaculated on myself. I, 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 I reached down and I touched and it was dry. He goes, there's no way. I said, bro, something happened. I don't know what it is. And he started laughing. And then somebody heard me behind and they were like, oh yeah, that happens to me all the time when I do breath work. It's an energy orgasm or something similar to it. And I was like, ping, <laughs> what is that? So that, that was like the first like visceral um, experience that I had that led me to this path of like, wow, I experienced um, this kind of ecstasy, this joy, this bliss. Um, this peace without anything physical, just with mm. breath and with presence. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Was that like, like, I'm curious, were you before that, were you already kind of in like the spiritual space or what was your upbringing like? Kind of how did you even find yourself in like this sort of situation? Oh, yeah, I, I was, I've been, I'd say I've been on a path like, like most of us my whole life and like intentionally for about a decade. And um, I was more in like the men's work space in regards to this um, before, while this was happening. I was in the men's work, personal development, um, played with crystals here and there, did all those little fun things and that stuff like that. And this was like the thing that was just like, hold up, boom, like this is, this is something you have to actually live your life in, not with, live your life in. And I was like, I'm paying attention spirit. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And being open to those surprises in the presence without expectation is 
such a powerful intention to go forward with. Mm -hmm. So after that kind of happened for you, this like energetic orgasm, this like whole new world opens, like what did, what was your reaction? Where did you go with that? Oof. Um, that led me to, uh, to seeking, um, seeking, um, to make sense still of what happened. And then I ran into the, the hashtags of, of no fap and things of that nature of, of, um, semen retention and, and all of those things. And I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. What is all of this stuff? And like, why are guys, why are guys doing this? And actually like my, my first, my first initial reaction was like, uh, when I saw these hashtags, I was like, why are men um, approaching something so nurturing and soft and beautiful with such rigidity? Mm-hmm. I was like, why are they just like saying like, we're not doing it for 30 days. We're not gonna ejaculate. And I was like, yeah. that doesn't resonate with me, but I'm gonna follow this for a little bit. I'm gonna follow this thread because um, it's gonna lead me to some information I need for myself. Um, so my, I just, my, the whole way I started to experience um, pleasure shifted a bit because it went from just this purely external based thing, whether it's with a partner, whether it was eating food, whether it's with working out, I was always doing something to receive pleasure where now I was like, you know, I don't even got to leave my seat to feel something, to, to, to feel, to, to be in that vibe. So yeah, it shifted everything for me. That's beautiful. Yeah. What I like to say is like people often like really sexualize Tantra because for many people, the only time that they feel that alive, like so turned on by life is when they're in a sexual situation, because that's the only time that they let themselves be fully present um, and, and, and explore pleasure in like the deepest realms. Um, when in reality, like you can live your whole life that way. And Tantra is like, literally that's like the lifestyle is like, let's be turned on by like a piece of fruit and like sitting in a nice chair or, or whatever it is. So I really appreciate that understanding, Mm. that understanding for you. Yeah. And it's like, I, my, my practice is, is purely based on, and it's always been with white Tantra. I've never dipped into red Tantra. I've, I've never been partnered with somebody. Um, with red tantra so it's always been a, a self-cultivation practice and mm. for me it's like um the astrology like my rising gemini so i'm super like um i, I I'm, I'm a thinker when i'm not sleeping and eating and enjoying the pleasures of leo and taurus um, i'm a thinker so um what kept me in tantra was the the way that i was able to um think about everything without shame without guilt i was able to actually like literally get into my thoughts without being like, yo, no, no, you can't think that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So the actual perceptual part of Tantra, away from the neo-Tantra, the sex-based Tantra, the, the one that is, is starting, began holding me accountable to my thoughts, that's the one I was like, bingo. That's what I need because my mind is, is, is a motherfucker. Like he's, my, my, my mind is so smart. Like my ego, like all of us, this technology, this ego is so witty. So we got to outwit it. Alan Watts said it, we got to outwit our ego every yeah. day. And I'm like, I can do that via tantra and outwit myself. <laughs> yeah, it really is a dance, like dancing, like allowing your soul, your purpose to dance with your ego. Like, because a lot of us, like, we're, I think that, like, for a lot of us, I know for myself, when I first found the spiritual path, it was like no negative thoughts, no ego, like this, this, which is like a great way to start to like recognize, like, oh, this isn't serving me all the time. Right. Yeah. But at a certain point, like, you realize, like, oh, like this is a part of me though. So I have to love it and I have to make this dance with it and, and, you know, allow the wittiness to come through, but also say, oh, I'll one up you with my purpose. Um. <laughs> yes, it's the one 
one up. It's the personal one up. And it's like, I love it. It's, it's great. <laughs> cool. So love that we're on the same page. This is yeah. amazing. Um, I'd love to get into now chatting about like, where you're at in this space, like how you're sharing this journey or this purpose, like what interesting like growth growth opportunities are you offering or, or um, experiencing at this moment? Mm. Yeah, so I offer this um, with men mainly. Um, the, the after effects of my self-practice ends up supporting many women based on the safety of the, of the cultivation. However, mm -hmm. like intentionally, I work with this with men um, with semen retention with, with intimacy tools, uh, with pleasure practices, all for men um, to be able to feel safe within the body. Because from my life, for many years, pretty much my whole life, I've never felt safe in my body. Mm. And um, I was always a late bloomer, quote unquote. Um, I hit puberty late. I, I had sex for the first time super late, uh, quote unquote late, whatever that means. But I'm just, in, based on society, everything was like, I was always a step after everybody. Yeah. Uh, beard, beard laid is looking good now, but my beard was always laid after all the guys got it. So I always had this thing. And um, so with men, it's like feeling safe in the body and being able to be, to, to feel good. Because if you don't feel safe in, in your shell, you're not going to support your partner, your friends, your homies to feel safe in their shell. So this came down to me just wanting um, to support with my impact, dudes feeling safe for themselves. So they create the space that it feels safe for others. And I believe in the domino effect that that's gonna affect communities and reverberate out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally resonate with this idea that when you work on yourself, like you are creating like an infinite impact into the world because then you're affecting literally every single person that you interact with, whether it's like your best friend or your partner or the person that you meet at the grocery store and you're just like bringing beautiful energy into the world. So I love that. I also really liked that you talked about this element of like feeling safe, like feeling safe to be vulnerable and authentic in yourself. And, and especially like as a man, being like a man that's able to do that for yourself and then sharing it with your partner. Because like, to me, I think that this is one of, this is like the biggest obstacle for intimacy whether it's like emotional or spiritual intimacy, but also physical intimacy um, is this idea that like, it's really hard to feel safe in this world with like all of the messaging. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add on that in terms of like men supporting women in that space? Yeah, like you just mentioned, like um, just feeling safe in this world. And it's like, I had times when I was like, yo, I don't feel safe. Um, I don't feel safe, like even like, Growing up, my, my background is in professional sports. I played competitive baseball my whole life, and then I played professional baseball. And um, always aesthetic, wanting to look good, wanted to do this, wanted to do that. Like I had to do, I had to do, I had to look a certain way. I had to be an avatar. And what you just said before about feeling safe, like that was my experience. It was not feeling safe in my body. I can't fathom feeling that. And then also not feeling safe physically in a world, like with how women have felt with, with men um, mm -hmm. collectively. And so for me with these, with these practices, it's um, the biggest compliment I always get that it's my favorite from any woman who comes to my container with whether it's uh, my cacao program or one-on-one -on -one or a workshop retreat is that, you know, I, I, I normally don't let men lead and I, I don't feel super safe, but I feel really safe with you and it's easy. And I'm like, bingo, that's, she just described safety because to me, like safety is easy. It's never a struggle. So 
going through, it's like, if I can support brothers to be able to cultivate safety within their hearts, within themselves, uh, whenever, even if they're standing in line at Starbucks and there's a woman who's going through a hard time, but she just feels this energetic presence of grounded masculine, I'm like, that's, that's, that's the evolution that we're seeking. It's not always doing, it's just being, and then people are going to feel that. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think this is a good space to kind of transition into this idea of talking about the heart. And I know that you work a lot with like the higher heart. What, what does that mean for the listeners that? Yeah. So the higher heart is a, is a, is a, a concept and in reality, there's no linearity to anything spiritual as, as we can tell, it's like, there's no one way to be anyway, but in our culture, I say the higher heart to, to visually support people to get out of their the heart on their body um, to, to literally like be like, what, what about the heart before you came on earth? What about the heart that you were before you became this body? So for me, when I say higher heart, it could be um, what other people might say, the higher self or this. And I'm like, the vibration of the heart, the vibration of the rose existed way before humans were here, way before we were here, I was here, you were here. So it's when we can connect to the higher heart, what would the higher heart do in this situation? Not the, not the lower heart, quote unquote, the, the ego heart, but the higher heart. Like how would it show up in this compassion and this peace and this pleasure? How would it do it? So that's, that's how I, I express the higher heart, especially for myself. This is, and this is my accountability tool for me. It's like, I'm super triggered, I'm upset. And it's like, what would my motherfucking higher heart do right now? <laughs> what would it do right now? And it's like, okay, okay, let, let me tune in. And just thinking about the higher heart, it's like this exhale comes into my being. Yeah, that's really beautiful. It's like an empowering version of like, what would Jesus do? And like, <laughs> I do think that Jesus is like still a great, you know, guy and Absolutely. like great lessons there. But to own that energy within yourself, like I actually have that divinity within me. Mm-hmm. What would my higher heart do? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's really beautiful, that element. Yeah. Of- I love you brought up Jesus too, because Jesus is a huge part of, been a huge part of my tantra journey as well. Beautiful. Like, like Jesus, all that has been a huge part. So yeah, absolutely. The divinity that was in that dude was, is also within me. Same. Absolutely. Same for me with Jesus and, and really more specifically Mary Magdalene, but mm-hmm. obviously they're divine partners in this. So good <laughs> stuff. Um, and I also like this idea, like what I often say too is, um, most people are living out of their lower three chakras and then you have the solar plexus which is your third chakra where your your purpose and your ego lives as well and as you begin to live more in purpose when you begin to connect more to your higher heart you start to step into your heart space with which is your fourth chakra more and that's where you start to like transcend the third dimensional reality and move into like a different like a higher state of consciousness so i like i like this this resonance here yes uh. it's so good yeah that's that's the um it's definitely like bottom up that's been my journey it's been like my heart has always been super open like in my journey like since i was a kid like always wondering like oh this and like almost um not to the point of naive because i grew up in the hood but um i was like the second chance giver the third chance giver and and I attest that to my heart always being expanded, but my lower, the safety chakras was like, nah, we're going to be closed off until you're ready to get into this work. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, I'm curious, like I have like a couple of follow-ups there, but what, what do you mean by that? That's really interesting. I like feel just, similarly actually as well. Yeah. 
just based on like how I was raised, like childhood, like I was, even though on paper I have a big family, uh, we were never close like that. Like my siblings and stuff, like my parents divorced. So uh, I never had the sense of like big brother got me, big sister got me. Uh, I never had any of these things. And then also our family went through deep financial hard times as well, like at certain times. Um, so just having all these things and taking these hits, like I just like money and safety and home, all this stuff was definitely like just cramming down into my lower chakras from, from childhood. And then I was using those coping mechanisms as an adult, like um, mm. as, as I came older. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a thing of like, um, I was always in the wonder and always open. But when, it be, when, a, when adulthood became, when I had to start paying things and paying for things, I was like, ooh, this is, this jacket fits tight. I don't know how to actually like work this thing out. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey. I think that a lot of people really see like this like understanding of chakras as like linear, like first you do the root and then you do that and it's, and then the sacral and then you're going up, but it's really not like that at all. Like they all have their own like balances, overactivity, things like that. And it's like, you have to constantly be like vigilant about like what's going on with me and my body right now, because mm-hmm. one thing can trigger, you know, a block anywhere in your system. So yeah. like for me, when I was traveling a lot, recently I just got back from like a long trip I was in Ecuador and then I came back Mm. and it was like my root chakra was like where are we what's going (laughs) on like so ungrounded like I and it's it's, so even though like you know I felt like I'd worked through that it's this idea that you still need to go back and like constantly be you know in in your body and like checking in with what's going on absolutely um, season based and i was just talking to somebody about this today it's like the whole metaphor with the with the the caterpillar the chrysalis the butterfly it's like it's not a one and done like that's that's the actual spiritual journey it's it's a it's a continuation of those things until we die caterpillar chrysalis butterfly all the time and it's the same thing with our chakras i feel it's like we're always fine tuning in and coming yeah. into these spaces absolutely and and i also love this this thing that you had said about kind of like almost having this like super open heart chakra which I think that like there's I actually think that a lot of people are like naturally very open here it's just again like working through the lower lower chakras and a lot of people are actually in a space because they're not like aligned with their own like self-image and like like understanding the difference between their ego and their purpose um they do this thing often where they like become like martyr or like self-sacrifice in their heart and they're just like Mm. constantly putting themselves in situations where like they don't have the boundary or they are like oh I'm gonna give 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 and in reality in my perception like you're actually enabling others when you're doing that like instead of you know when you're able to like put boundaries like speak your truth like you know say like I love myself unconditionally and I'm gonna hold this vibration for you to see and inspire but there's, there's this tendency for us sometimes to say like, oh, I love you. So I'm going to keep giving this Mm -hmm. energy when in fact, again, you're, you're actually enabling them to continue the patterns that aren't serving them. I wonder if you have any, any experience with that or any. Yeah. I love that you touched on that as well. Cause that's innately, I feel, and this ties into the cacao work that I do um, with, with people. Um, People call cacao a heart opener. And I always say it's not a heart opener. Uh-huh. It's a heart rememberer. It's, it's, it's a heart expander, if anything, but it's a rememberer. 
because mm -hmm. our hearts are never closed. Like love can never be closed. The thing, like there can be distortions and filters over the heart. However, it's never closed. Like love doesn't stop loving because something has happened to you. How mm -hmm. selfish of love would that be? I'd be so selfish of love to do that. Mm -hmm. And love is not selfish in that way. So for me, I'm like, no, like it, everybody innately has this bone within them that wants to be um, altruistic. Everybody, and we can see it in culture, even in times now, um, people band together when they really have to. The times that you see separation is when it's like, of course, there's outside forces doing things. However, but innately, if there's something that happens, let's say, for example, um, let's say 9-11. Like when that happened, we saw American flags everywhere in everybody's car, no matter what color they were. Everybody was rocking an American flag. Everybody banded together. Mm -hmm. Out this altruistic thing within us that, that it comes through our heart, wanted to band with everybody else's web and come together. This happens all the time, helping the, the homeless man on the street, giving that $20 because it feels so good. Like people, I've seen people who say they have a closed heart show up for people like that. Mm. Oh, my heart's closed. I had a heartbreak, my heart's closed. But then you go and like buy a whole meal for a homeless man and wash his dog. Your heart's not closed. It's not. Like it's yeah. there. So this, this is the state that I live in. I'm like, nobody's heart is closed. You know, it's funny when you said as soon as you said it's a heart remember, I got full body chills and like felt my crown go like, um, and it's like still in that state, which is really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that because I use cacao, not as you know, professionally as you do, but in my day to day, sometimes using it with clients or small gatherings, but I'm definitely, I, I used to say like, it's a heart opener. And now from now on, it's a heart remember. I totally agree. I, I like to say, so like the heart chakra is associated with the element of air, right? And to me, it's like this element, it's not like fire, which is the solar plexus that you have to like alchemize and create and keep burning or, you know, like the root that you have, it's like earth. So you're physically, you know, like touching and making, forming with air. It's like abundant and all around. It's like infinite. You can't see it, but like it's there. You can't grab it. And in fact, if you try to grab onto the frequency of love or air, it's like your grasp Like you can't like, not only are you frustrated because you physically can't hold onto it or grab it. You're also not like using it for what it's for which is just to enjoy the infinite abundance that is literally like inside of you outside of you all around you and infinite in this world mm -hmm. yes yes i love every bit of that i love every bit of that because I, I use that analogy a lot like with something very similar like i because i when i give reverence in ceremonies i i call in the directions thank them the elements i work with the elements and then it's like, all the elements are very important. All of you are important. Like, I know it. I love you so much. And thank you. However, out of all the elements, air is the most time sensitive mm. to all the other elements. Like, we can go a little bit of time without fire. We can go a little bit out water. We, we can go a little bit out earth. But without air in the moment, we're done. Mm. So, so to have air in relation and correlation with the heart as the element is, is perfectly in tune because we need that love every single moment. And I always say like, when we're taking a deep breath in, this is intimacy. Like we're, we're building a, an intimate relationship with the element of air, which is represents the heart. So it's always coming in that way. So I love that you touched on that because that's what I share with many people. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm getting so many chills from this conversation. I love it. <laughs>
Um, okay, cool. So I'd love to hear more about like your cacao work and what, what that looks like for you. Yeah. So cacao is like, I've been so blessed with, um, aligning with, um, the right people at the right time in my path. And, and currently like the past year I've been, um, so privileged to be able to learn, um, about the sacred fire and also cacao via Mayan elders and Mayan, um, Cosmo vision wisdom keepers from Guatemala. And, um, seeing how they work with cacao, with the ofrendas, with the offerings and, and the purpose of cacao and, and each cacao who's in the culture, it, um, it definitely supports me. And, and the thing is about cacao, it was my work before I ever was like, hey, I wanna share a cup with somebody. Like it's, I've, I've been sitting with it for about seven years now. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's, um, it's like, I just love the spirit of cacao so much just because of what the, the vibration. And as like um, a teacher used to say to me, cacao is this beautiful medicine that's, it invites you to the door, but it doesn't push you through. Where other plant medicines, they just kick your ass through the door. And it's like, you're on this journey. See you later, peace. Where cacao is not like that. Cacao is just like, hey, you can go here. We can touch on that heartbreak you had, or no, we can, we can touch on this creativity. You wanna paint this? We can touch. So cacao is like this thing that offers, depends on where you want to go. Like she allows you to lead. She allows the, the masculine within you to lead. And it's so beautiful. And cacao um, is definitely a, a, an essence of feminine um, vibration. However, it's still non-binary because many people um, have had experience with cacao where they were like, had this like Aztec feeling of just like warriorness. So um, cacao for me, it's like, um, I offer this to anybody I work with one-on-one, any of my group. Um, programs it's like this is going to be a tool for you on this journey with me because of our symbiosis together that's beautiful yeah I really liked what you had shared about how what did you say I actually wrote it down it allows the masculine within you to lead it's this really beautiful relationship within the divine which within you so I really liked that I'm gonna have to make a cup of cacao after this because I'm feeling it um, you gotta get into it. yeah that's amazing um cool so how did you like what was your first experience like using cacao or like how like what really inspired you to get into like working with this particular plant medicine it was all by chance I was up in Toronto and um I went to a sound healing and they were serving cacao out of like a crystal bowl and I had some and I was like oh this is terrible I don't like it but I'm gonna go with it and drink it <laughs> And then I laid down and then I got the didgeridoo on my heart. I was just like, uh, okay, something happened. And I had the didge before and it, and it just wasn't the didge. Um, so I, I ended up uh, finding a flight like super cheap to, uh, to Guatemala and um, went there. And the man who ran that workshop, ran that um, sound healing in cacao, he was like, oh, by the way, like where you just went to, like that's where I got this cacao from. That's where, that's where we drank it. It grows there where you're at. And I was like, huh. And I didn't know this. It just happened. And so I tracked some people down and I went to a guy's porch, sat on his porch. Um, his name is Keith Wilson. He's very popular in the community of, of Western cacao. And uh, I sat in his porch, had an amazing experience. He's like a former, I think, psychotherapist or something like this. So he like, you drink cacao and then he just goes into like essentially shadow work. And so there's just people bawling on his porch, just like crying. I'm looking around and I'm just like, and he's like, hey, come here. And he's like, put your hand out. And there's a woman in front of me 
And this woman just starts breaking down. He goes, can you help her? Can you help her pour it out into your hand? And she just started like bawling, crying. And like, he was like, oh yeah, you're holding it really well. Like this whole like wizardry shit. And I was like, what's happening? Is this like this cacao? Like, what is this? And then like, after that experience, I was like, this guy, he's a dope guy. Like he, he dope, he's a dope guy, he's cool. Um, so that was my first experience of it. And then I brought back like um, 12 pounds of it. And then it was my personal practice for a year before I shared a cup with anybody in my family, anybody. It was just me every day with it. Um, it was like my stash. And then one day I shared it with a friend and then I shared it with my mom. And then they started this trickle effect. And then like it came to like, hey, can you share it to us in this group? You always talk about it. So that's how it began essentially. But it was, it was definitely like my personal practice for my own healing with my, my expansion. Sure. That's really beautiful. Like you almost became one with the plant. Like you have like internalized the DNA of the plant. It feels like. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful. vibe. Um, what part of Guatemala was it? Out of curiosity. Uh, Lago de Atilan. Okay. Like Atilan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was in San Marcos. Um, however, um, I've had amazing experiences in uh, San Pedro and in Santiago as well around the lake. Mm. I went to Antigua like five years ago and I loved it. I was only there for like 48 hours and it was just one of the, like, you know, like there's certain places that just like resonate with your like mm. soul. And I've traveled a lot. And this was one of those places that I was like, this is a soul home for me. I know yeah. it. I've been wanting to go back. So I'll have to I'll have to yeah, check out. Antigua is awesome. It's a cute little town, like little little Spanish vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check out Lake Atilan, right? That's where you mm -hmm. said. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was actually looking at going there last year, so I'll have to look again because it's gorgeous. Beautiful. It's it's very mysterious. There's three volcanoes on that lake. Like it's a lot. Yeah. And it's, the deep, it's the it's the the deepest lake in Central America. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, cool. So just to continue, get back, <laughs> get out of our travel diary. Um, so are there any other tools that you recommend to like get into this heart remembered state or like, what are some things like the listener can take back after this, maybe if they don't have access to the cacao? Yeah, I, I love, um, I love self-inquiry work. I love, I love Ramana, um, all, all the work that um, he's done, uh, consider one of the greatest sages of our time and self-inquiry meditation and not just in the practice, but in life. So when it comes to expanding my heart, um, first of all, thoughts come and go all the time. Like there's just thoughts, like there's nothing I can do to control that. So most of the time, I would say at least 60% of my thoughts a day are rubbish. Like I don't even like entertain them. Like this is the dumbest thing ever. However, when things are coming in and like my body's viscerally reacting to something, um, I always ask myself the question, I've trained myself, it's to whom are these thoughts occurring to? Um, is it occurring to, to the real me, to the higher heart, or is it occurring to Brendan, the person I'm playing right now? Like, yeah. like, like in this part of my movie right now, like who are these thoughts occurring to? And I, I program myself to say this because it gets me out of this state of just um, the instant victim. And I can't be in my fullest expression of my heart if I'm playing victim games at all. So um, to whom are these thoughts occurring to? And um, throughout the day, other times I'll be like, I'll see a, a beautiful bird or see a tree swaying in the wind. And I'll be like, who am I? Who am I? I just ask myself questions without the intent on answering them. I just ask these questions to see where my thoughts go mm. because the thoughts are going to be going anyway. So let me just throw, let me, let me take this question and throw it in my, my psyche and see what happens. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I really like that. I, I resonate with the idea too, of just like separating myself from the experience that's happening or seeing it like, oh, this is happening to my human. It's not like happening to my, like, or like my soul is experiencing this as an opportunity to grow, but like, it's not really happening. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but. Yeah, no, the separation is key. And it's like, cause it's not a bypassing tool of anything. It's gaining you clarity for the whole experience. It's like, yeah, this is happening to me now. And I can try to decode it, but regardless, it's happening. There's nothing I can do about it. So you know what? Just kick it, just chill. Who's this actually happening to? You're gonna laugh about it once once the pain goes away, you're gonna laugh about it. So let's just get through it. Yeah, it allows you to like zoom out of that like experience mm-hmm. and like see it as like this holistic like presence of now. Like this is one moment of the entire now that is me. So I like that. Um, I'd like to touch into, you know, just last few questions as we're wrapping up talking about this idea of like ceremony and ritual. And like you had said, the cacao had kind of become, you know, your ritual and you share it. And and I'd love to touch on like what that means for you, because I think that I feel like that's one of your greatest tools that you use, you know, on your own, but also in your, in your work. Yeah. So cacao, I kind of actually keep it away from like a ritual setting. I call it a personal practice because it changes like itinerary. Like I I feel um, anytime that something becomes ritual, there's, there's a little room in there for, for you to go through the motions or for me to go through the motions Um, Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, I do this now. Then now I do this. And then now I do this. And then Mm -hmm. tomorrow I do this now. So this thing happens. So with cacao, even though I drink it every day, um, how it looks is different. And, and how I work with this different. And it could be um, with breath work, it could be with meditation, it could be I'm just drinking it really fast before I go for a workout. Um, but I, 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 I commune with it in a way where it's like, I know that um, the essence of this, this plant spirit is, is with me. And mm. it's, it's already solidified. There's nothing that's gonna break this connection. So when I ingest it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is my time and I can be doing anything. Mm. So when it comes to ritual and things, it's um, with cacao, especially how I learned as well through um, Guatemayans and how they work with it. It's um, uh, one of my teachers from there. She she calls cacao a gate opener. It's it's it, it's it opens your gate. That's what she says. Yeah. She says it's it's the gate, and she goes, "What are you going to do with your gate now?" And then she she was then was talking about um, cacao and tantra. How a lot of tantra communities, neo sex tantra communities. They get wasted off cacao and then they go and like have sex and then they go and play parties and it's like um cacao is actually not meant for that like the reverence of the spirit is not meant for that and she was saying like um when we were in space together her name is nana marina very powerful woman nana marina was saying like when we were all together we drank cacao and we were in there and she goes does anybody feel like horny right now does anybody feel turned on or sexually motivated and everybody's like absolutely not but we just feel this absolute joy and bliss and she goes okay so just just know when you go back out in the world that you don't need cacao to have sex you don't need cacao to do this it's like cacao is not a thing that we need it's something that we commune with Mm, beautiful yeah it's almost like having a relationship with the plant yes and less with another person that's interesting Mm um yeah beautiful 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 i i also think almost like when I, when I say ritual, to me, ritual is like the masculine, like you said, like creating the framework, right. To yeah. be like, this is the, the framework, which like, it's, you know, maybe boiling the, the, 
the cacao doing the, and then like when you're inviting the feminine in, it's like, okay, like, what are you doing with this? Like, where, where is your gate? Like, what, what are you doing with the energy that this is going to create? Because that's the feminine, the energy. So I think that that's really beautiful. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And with the energy for me personally, I just sit in it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a doer anymore like that. So it's like, I just sit with it. I feel it. I experience it. And then I just go about my day and whatever unfolds with it. I'm like, okay, that's what's meant to happen. Um, but yeah, it depends on the day. Cause it's like, we have so many tools. I have so many tools and it's like some days I just want to breathe. Some days I want to go for a walk. Some days I want to work out with it. Um, yeah. But it's like, but, but, but what's steady is that like when I'm in the process of cutting up the cacao, um, I'm saying my prayer. I'm saying, thank you. I'm saying, um, gracias. I'm just thanking it. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, and when I'm actually drinking the cacao, um, I'm drinking it, I'm sipping it, um, I'm embellishing it in it like um, it's my intimate lover. It's, 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 my, it's my baby, it's my wife, it's everything in a cup. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, the, that's the, um, the standard of sips that I take when I'm with cacao because how I nurture that cup is how I'm gonna nurture my day. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that analogy. And it is really that nurturing energy that we keep coming back to this, like it's offering you the inopportunity, right? Which is yes. super beautiful. Mm. okay cool i just have a couple more like bonus question is there anything else that you'd like to add before we kind of wrap up or um no i'm good right now yeah i love the flow loving the flow okay cool so my bonus question is like what awakens your arrows what turns you on what makes you feel like alive and juicy within yourself and within the human experience Mm, that's such a loaded question how much time you got uh, <laughs> um, there's many things. And, uh, for me, it's, uh, what invokes my heroes, um, curiosity, curiosity is something that really like gets me going because I can't put my finger on something. So it's like, I'm curious about it. And I'm like, what is this? And I want to know more about it. It's fascinating. It's this thing that just gives me vigor, almost like there's like, there's a sense of purpose behind curiosity um, because it's something that like, I need to figure out, even though I, I probably never will. It's like, it's something there that really lights me up. And traveling, um, journeying. I've been to about 60 countries over the past eight years. Wow. And, and I lived in many different terrains, climates, and seeing how sexy Madre Tierra is, Mother Earth is, it's like, like sometimes, like one time I actually got a hard on when I was in Hawaii because I was just like, I was on top of this, this, this volcano, this called Haleakala. And I was up there and I was just breathing and it was just so invigorating. And then I was just like down. I was like, yo, I'm actually turned on right now. Like, uh-huh. what is this? Just seeing the landscape, um, the quality of the air. It's like all these things was just ringing um, for a sensual experience in my body. And yeah. So, so the, the planet, the, the earth, um, the air, the sun, it's, it's definitely, um, it invokes something within me that's, that's other places as well. That's beautiful. I definitely, I definitely resonate with this idea of traveling and, and feeling like turned. I had, I had a very similar experience on the coast of Morocco where I was like, oh my God, like I'm wet about what's happening right now in my environment. (laughs) This is, I just like can't handle it. It was on like a remote eco resort and it was, 
it was so beautiful. Yeah, it's like, it's fascinating. It's like, yo, this is life and it's, and it's dope. And also just a little side note too. I love like different kinds of fruit, like exotic fruits. Mm. That, gets, that gets me too. Like in, as I'm traveling, I always go for like the, the, the fruit that I don't normally get. And that's another thing. And you've probably seen it on my social media. I like rub mango on my face and stuff like that. Love. That started that started out as like, a, um, uh, it was during lockdown and I was already probably like, I was already like day 62 without just any kind of common sense. And I was like, I'm just gonna eat this mango and just rub it on my face and see what happens because I'm bored. And I did and then like the sun was shining and I rubbed it on my face and then I realized how first how my skin was glowing. I used like the pit as like a gua sha and I was like squashing my face, massaging it. And then I was like, when I was done, I was like, that feels really good. And I started rubbing the food all over my body. I started rubbing it everywhere in my neck, like everywhere, underarms, legs, um, lingam. And I was just like, wow this fruit got me feeling some kind of way. And, and I was like, wow, I wonder how this would be with a dragon fruit. <laughs> <laughs> dragon fruit is my favorite fruit. I have one, I'm gonna like rub this all over my body now. Yeah, um, do it, like play with it. It, it invokes something within that's beautiful. And I, I love those types of codes for sure. From, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just love those codes from, from food. Yeah, people forget that like fruit is like literally like a sex organ, like from the plant. <laughs> like it is, it is the juicy part of the plant. Uh, right. No, it's amazing. Yeah, and and I think that that even that story like ties back to the original concept that you were saying about like staying curious. Like we have so many like stories that we create about like how you're supposed to experience like food and like plant life and all of these things, but if you're just like. I don't know, like, I feel like my body is telling me to rub this mango on it. And like, you're like, well, all right, like, let's try yeah. it. Like letting go of that judgment and staying curious to the possible. Yeah, exactly. The judgment. And like, I, 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 I thank God for like day 48 of whatever that lockdown was where I was just like out of my mind. And I was like, any sense of judgment that I would have had be out of lockdown would have been like, no, nah, I don't rub this in your body. It's going to get messy. It's going to get sticky. Like all this bullshit, you know, like, it's like, why not? So yeah. because I was in that space, I was like, just do it. And I was like, it felt, and then I just laid in the sun after it just laid in the sun and it felt so good. And I was like, yep, that's the butters right there. Juicy, yeah. juicy. Okay, cool. So last question, where can listeners find you or support you? What are you offering at this time? Yeah, at this time, um, I just launched my last uh, Nectar of the Gods Cacao experience. I'm, I'm going to put that to rest. Um, it's been a dope experience. However, um, Instagram at Inner Light Warrior. Um, definitely come check me out. And then also I have a, a monthly membership, super low cost, 44 bucks a month. And it's called Peace, Power, and Pleasure. So we go through all pillars of Tantra, of life. Um, there's Q and A's. I have guest speakers coming once a month. We have a live tantric breath work once a month. And it's on a dope platform that's off of social media. Like it's, it's no algorithms, no ads. And it's pretty much for all the, the people who are getting a little tired of social media. So. That's, that's where you can find it. That link's in my bio, but that's definitely my place now where I've been nurturing. I got getting close to a hundred people in there. Um, I just launched it last month and it's, uh, it's popping off for sure. That's amazing. Is it for men and women? Men and women, for sure. Men and women. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And so you're not doing any coaching anymore. You said, are there any other like experiences or other ways to work with you? Or are you just kind of yeah, I, I, I'm still coaching now. My, I mean, my my long term plan is that I don't I don't desire to coach. Excuse me, past like the next five six years, like that's just okay. not my thing. Like I'm I'm a creator, I'm a teacher. I'm I'm more of like 
I share, you get what you need, and then you go about your life. Like, I'm not a babysitter. Like, that's one of my pet peeves. I don't babysit anybody. And I have amazing friends who are coaches who are good at keeping that whip. But I'm just like, nah, let the kids go play. Like, like they'll come back. So um, my long-term plan is to not be coaching anymore. Um, however, um, I'm still am now. I, I offer one-on-one coaching for both men and women, uh, masculine, feminine embodiment, uh, white tantra, self-cultivation. And, um, and yeah, it's, 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 uh, I have a few offerings all throughout my website, so. but the membership is definitely my baby now that I've been stoking this because I got into this space where I was like, one, I'm tired of doing launches. I'm tired of just like, okay, I'm launching something. Let's, let's be after it marketing. And I was like, eh. and then I was like, what if I just create something that's super affordable? It's, it's a slow burn experience. So nobody can feel overwhelmed. They can just come take what they need, listen to this video, get this worksheet, listen to this speaker, get this breathwork session without any strings attached. Just come in and get what you need and leave. And then that's your work. I was like, I wish I had a space like that where I wasn't paying a couple grand where I could just come in and out, you know? Um, so that's what this is for mainly for people who are um, just want the flexibility, you know? And also just to come kick it in. And I'm pretty active in there with everybody. Like I do Q and A's every week. So anybody who needs support, I, I definitely coach them through some things. Beautiful. Cool. And any in-person like, because you don't, you do some retreats and things or. Yeah, I was on, a, I was balling with retreats right before COVID happened. And then um, that happened. So I was just like, a lot of it was canceled. Um, but I offer retreats, I offer workshops in person. I'm going to start doing some um, more in-person things around the States um, mm. for sure. And, uh, and also supporting friends and other people who want me to come to their events to do it. But yeah, I have nothing planned right now. Uh, I'm supporting a retreat um, this upcoming week. However, um, going forward, there's going to be some more offerings that I have. And, and I drop all this information with my email list and also in the membership first before social media gets it. Okay, cool. And what was your website one more time for people to check out all of that stuff? BrendanDurrell.com, my first and middle name. And you can find it via my Instagram page at InnerLightWarrior. Cool. And I'll pop it in the links below the description below for everyone listening. So that's all I have. Thank you so much. This was such a beautiful conversation. I can't wait to get off and like make myself some cacao and, and chill. Remember Absolutely. Have that heart remembrance. Absolutely. And if I can offer you one thing for your cacao, uh, when you have it, uh, if we're speaking ritual, if you're just speaking, just like kicking it, chilling, drinking it, um, um, traditionally cacao a lot of people nowadays in ceremonies they put a lot of stuff into the cacao they put like reishi they put lion's mane they'll put this they'll put that traditionally cacao um if you're going to commune with the spirit less is more so if you just want to be with the cacao spirit and like the ish um just water and cacao and if you do put anything else in it just put like a little bit of canela a little bit of cinnamon or cayenne pepper um because based on the mayans um they say just drink cacao as is, or if you do add something, um, add what grows around the tree. So cinnamon grows around the tree, um, pepper grows around the tree. So because they're already in symbiosis in their environment, so you can work with those as well. Um, but they see everything as a spirit. So a lot of people put like seven, eight ingredients into a cacao cup and go into a ceremony. It's like, wait, what plant are you working with though? Like you want to keep it? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. we'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Yeah, but other days I'm just like, I put everything in it for like elixirs. But if you're gonna go commune, definitely less is more. Okay, great. Love that. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Super amazing to have you on the podcast and I'm sure our listeners are gonna get so much value out of this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
Thank you again, Brendan, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next time on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!